recurve buck down, baby. Oh my gosh, that was freaking awesome. This is my first public land buck. It's my second set of the season. I hit him. Oh my gosh, I just heard him fall. I just heard him fall. Uh, I just shot my Kentucky buck. Welcome to Fuel by the Outdoors. We're your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. What's up, guys? And we're joined tonight by our ever-present, uh, you're like a fungus. Uh, you, you, right. You're just kind of here, um, growing and spreading throughout the podcast uh, lifeline. Josh Luck. Yep. You can never get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bad STD. That's right. I don't know. See, I'm going to disagree, though. <laughs> if you have an STD, you probably had a good time at some point or another. Oh, so I, I would say I'm a good time on here. I just, <laughs> you'll have me for life. I don't go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find you. Some kind of ointment. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, what a gross way to start off a podcast. Horrific. Um, so... <laughs> We're going to talk tonight about something that is big, big news to us, big news to everybody who's out there listening. Um, the third annual Mobile Hunters Expo is oh, coming yeah. up and coming at you faster than you will ever think that it will be because Dude. it's it's February. Yeah, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> we were talking about the expo yesterday in november and now deer season ends this sunday here in ohio and we are coming up very fast on the expo we have so much to do for that and we're going to have to work around that to be able to go shed hunt and bed hunt and do all that stuff the postseason scouting and then we have turkey season there's going to be a lot going on. Plus, we have like these this family stuff and all this jobby shit. <laughs> so, um, there's that too. So yeah, and, and and for for those of you listening currently, just so you're knowing, this is being recorded at an earlier date, so we're not actually hunting deer uh, when this comes out. Uh, still, <laughs> that would be illegal. Um, <laughs> uh, but. It's coming at us quick, and it's bigger and better than ever this year. We've got two shows, one in the north and one in what I would call the south. Um, we are gracing the presence of Chattanooga, Tennessee this year in mm -hmm. late June and hitting Kalamazoo, Michigan, the middle part of the mitten, in the end of July. So, uh, Josh, you know better than anyone. Give our give our loyal listeners the dates and some of the deets. So we'll start with the Southern Show. It is it is in the South. <laughs> I've looked at maps. It says the South. <laughs> like before this podcast, I was like, man, what are these Southern people talking about? Well, wait a minute. By South, <laughs> you do mean Antarctica or <laughs> somewhere near where Magellan. <laughs> circumnavigated the globe yes <laughs> yeah so i i want to preface <clears throat> i know for 
those individuals that are in Georgia and Florida that may not think it is in the South, we, we kind of took a poll um, from, from attendees and vendors. And then based on all the feedback we got as far as a good central location for the South, Chattanooga was the most popular answer. Um, so we, we were keeping everyone in mind. I, I would say I'd have to say Nashville was probably the most popular. Yeah, but Chattanooga. I mean, Nashville and Chattanooga are really close, but we I'm consider not Nashville. Jackson. I can't yeah. afford Nashville. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a little too far north. We wanted to go further south, get closer to some of our southern friends. So, just just want to let everyone know, like there was a lot of consideration into where that show went. Um, but for that show. For vendors, we'll have a move-in day uh, June 22nd. So that is just a day where all our vendors come. Just a full setup day, right? No, no one will be attending there. And then the actual show dates are June 23rd and 24th. The 23rd um, is kind of our, our special event day. Um, so for those, it'll be for a weekend experience package people only. Um, we will have... Uh, it'll also be for uh, media. We'll have a media path for individuals, for those that, you know, run YouTube channels and podcasts and that. Um, and then it'll be a chance for all the vendors to kind of get to know each other and hang out. Um, so Friday's a little bit more of an exclusive day. And then the 24th, that Saturday, is general public. Um, so you'll be able to buy tickets at the door, and then that'll go all day for the general public. And then on Sunday, the 25th, that is move out day. So our vendors will have an entire day to, you know, move all of their stuff out. Yeah. No, no, Sunday, I know last year when people were coming, um, Sunday, we kind of had uh, still a public day and move out day going on at the same time. But this year, it's just going to be strictly move out on that Sunday. So no, no public access on those days, on, on that Sunday. Yeah. And and because of that, we might, I mean, we haven't finalized the times yet. We're getting pretty close, but Saturday may be like a longer day, maybe like a nine to six or something like that. So the, the general public can, can spend a good portion of the day there. Yep. Um, as far as like ticket information for the shows, um, we're going <clears> to <throat> release the uh, weekend experience package ticket information and the media pass information first um the the general public tickets are are, are going to be at the door on on that saturday mm -hmm. um and we'll release pricing and all that fairly soon once we have it finalized it, it'll be it'll be very similar to last year um but our venue is it's a heck of a lot bigger than last year's show so last year um, we had quite a bit of growth compared to our very first year. And we had, I don't know, roughly 9,000 square feet, maybe a little bit more as far as inside the building. And then we had all the outside. Um, we had 37-ish vendors there. Um, so just for comparison, our Southern show, it's a 36,000 square foot building. So a lot, a lot bigger. Um, we're looking to have somewhere between 100, 120 vendors. Um, at the show so much bigger than last year um, we're still going to have seminars and guest speakers 
we're going to cater those to our southern friends right so we're going to make it more our speaker is going to be regional so you're going to get the best of the best the killers in the south that's who we want speaking at the show yep um and we're chris has been talking to some people and we've been asking for feedback from a lot of people just to figure out who people want to see um and then we're reaching out to those individuals so oh yeah um, it'll be it'll be catered catered to the southern folk yep we'll, that's we'll for sure we'll this to to each region um the north and the south which the north will be the true north not the midwest like ohio um we will be focusing on people from the you know new york pa michigan um wisconsin soda i apologize i know it's technically minnesota but <laughs> i just wanna, you can make fun of my ohio accent all you want um i love doing accents so yeah they will be tailored to each region i feel we feel that it's very important to make sure that people aren't left out i feel like the south and the north often get forgotten um you know if if guys like dan and fault and um you know some other individuals weren't in the north i don't think people would really know too much about the the cattail swamps and everything that are that are down where we are obviously the people that live there would but um mm -hmm. i feel like we just get caught up in the midwest and inches and ohio Ohio. <laughs> Ohio. I, I tried to say it too fast. Ohio and Iowa, um, you know, Kentucky and uh, Illinois, Kansas, you know, those are <clears throat> premier states to haunt. Um, even Indiana now, don't go to any of those places I just mentioned. Actually, they're terrible. Um, but, you know, the Midwest makes everybody feel like they should be killing 150 inch deer in their backyard. And that's just not something that's real and um furthermore not everybody has a cornfield to sit on the edge of or a bean field they've got man they got all kinds of crazy freaking crops uh down south they got peanuts and they got it all how could you imagine sitting on a damn peanut field that'd be badass <laughs> um oh, late late do they hit them late in the year i don't know i don't think they have a late in the year it's pretty much they only have three months in the South. It's like they have April, October, and August in the South. <laughs> pretty much it. And then they just repeat those, but mainly it's August in the South. No, um, I, I really don't know. I would assume so. I think a lot of deer in general hit, um, you know, those tuber type plants that mm -hmm. seem to have sugars and stuff down in there so but that being said y'all are going to be taken care of um and let me just say that if you're one of those that have not yet attended and i don't want to take any credit away from our first year because that's where it all started and everything and it was amazing but going from year one to year two last year was crazy with growth and planning and the whole nine but if you weren't at either of those shows, I'm telling you right now, you've more than likely never been anywhere other than deer camp where you felt like you will. And 
this is a place that is filled. You're going to see, you know, guys who aren't guest speakers will still be there that are absolute freaking death machines in a tree. So uh, it's really neat to listen to them go back and forth and chat and talk tactics and strategy and the whole nine. Um, it was it was literally one of the greatest times of my life last year. One of the top moments in my hunting career, if you will, listening to Jake Bush, Parker McDonald, Jacob Emery, Jacob Myers. You've got all these dudes going back and forth and talking about white-tailed deer, and it just, it was phenomenal. And mm -hmm. I, again, this is our show. We are biased. But I'm being truthful when I say I alone am a better hunter because of that show. I know Josh is, Rick is. Like, this is a really good opportunity for every single individual. And it's also, like, we didn't even say yet, you can win a bunch of free shit, right? Like, there's going to yeah. be all kinds of cool <clears throat> raffles to get in on. Um, the first two years, we raffled off uh, some some deer rifles and stuff like we've got all kinds of cool raffles to do we'll probably do some silent auctions and at some point um we're, we're going to talk to a lot of companies this year and i'm probably just going to chuck some shit into the crowd at some point just for fun um cool <laughs> little pieces of gear and everything i'm going to get some people on board that's just it's a really cool opportunity to come and try things before you buy it so you don't have to go sell four different saddles before you finally find the right one. And then on top of that, you're going to leave with some flat out baller education that changes things. What's up, Rick? You're trying well, to no, yeah. The, the, I mean, the important, the more important piece here is that you're interacting with the owners of these businesses too. This isn't like, <clears throat> yeah, this you're, you're getting, you're getting hands-on knowledge from the people who develop these, uh, you know, products or <clears throat> hands-on, uh, you know, being able to try out with them so they can tell you like, this is how we would use it. This is what we would recommend. These are all the things. And, you know, we, we've stated this before. They're not biased themselves. I mean, they would love to sell you their product, but they'll tell you, hey, go look at their stuff. This might be a better yeah. option for you too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's a completely non-biased show. And there, there's a there's a reality that with all of the people that are there, like you said, there's a lot of guys you just consider straight killers or death machines there, but they're there just to talk too. Like they're you know walking around, you know, just speaking with people, speaking with companies, just as you would. Just you know, they're normal people, and I think that's one of the cool things about this. So when you come oh man that was hit puberty there in the middle of that sentence <laughs> when you come to the southern show or when you come to the uh the northern show you're going to be able to experience all these things and be able to experience uh, a lot of different techniques too because certainly guys in the north hunt different than guys in the south and certainly as chris and josh just kind of alluded to there's different crops different ways of hunting and different methods of hunting that each kind of region brings to the table. And we really want to highlight that in each one of these shows. Exactly. Yeah. We, what Chris and Rick were saying, right, we just wanted to create an experience at these shows that you won't get anywhere else. If you look at all these shows, like just 
if you're a listener and there's nothing against these other shows, but just go look at the logos on half these shows. They're all the same. The Great American Outdoor Show is owned by the same company that does all like the big individual state shows. I don't even know what the name of the company is, um, but like the Ohio Deer and Turkey Expo, which is not that anymore. Rick, do you know what do you know what that's called now? I don't. Well, it's it's un- gone through many. Years. It's it's like the Outdoorsman's Expo or something. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, just, that's a big one in Columbus, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But my point is, right? There's usually big corporations running these shows, and they're kind of cookie cutter. Right. And this this show isn't like that. This is show I mean, it sounds cliche when you say it, but that's what it is. It's a show for hunters made by hunters, right? We're not some big corporation. We're just three normal guys very passionate about the industry. We want to bring something valuable to everyone and give back in a way. Well, you yeah. know, it, it's it, you, you bring up a good point, Josh. And this is something that I went to a show this past weekend. It wasn't a hunting expo, it was uh you know, fishing. It's supposed to be fishing um it, but it was boats and that kind of stuff and when i when i walk in there uh when i used to go to it there was lots of fishing stuff there and there was lots like they had the big tank you could watch like fishing pros there um i couldn't get in a bass boat there like they would not allow me to get in a bass boat really like, get, oh yeah i get in any way i get in any uh sea do i wanted i get in any malibu boat i wanted i can get in any pontoon boat i wanted if i wanted to go set foot in let's say a ranger riata or a brand new nitro or something like that <clears throat> and i mean these were boats that were i mean at least the one that i wanted to look at was reasonably pirate so i'm like man i'd really like to get in this no help no service no willingness to let me get in that boat at all i walk around the corner there's one guy selling reels, no guy selling baits, and uh, some outfitters and some taxidermists sprinkled in there. You know, our, our, our show isn't that. Our show yeah. is you're dealing directly with companies who want you to see their product and allow you to, you know, get, get on it, you know, test it, climb in it, sit in it, be sure that it's the right thing for you and not you know, say, oh, we'll go to our showroom. Well, I don't want to go to your showroom. I want to go to, I want to get in the boat now, or I want to go and do the thing now so I don't have to ponder about it and then spend my hard-earned money on it. Yeah, I, I'll i also add that, and, and I get it, but <clears throat> almost every show I've been to, every expo or whatever, you've got rows that are like, you know, mineral companies, jerky companies, peanut brittle and fudge and chocolate and pay 20 bucks or whatever to come to look at damn peanut brittle. Almonds. uh, Yeah, yeah. All the damn delicious smelling (laughs) almonds and shit that they roasted there. Like, cool. Like, I'm not here for that. You know, and and we will we're we're gonna have a couple of mineral companies and stuff like that come out. Don't get me wrong. We'll have all kinds of stuff, but I don't need a row of charters and a row, you know, two rows of charters, two rows of outfitters, a row or two of of you know knives that I would never in my life be caught dead using 
on a whitetail in my backyard, let alone on an elk trip or, you know, a backcountry deer hunt or whatever, mm-hmm. out of state deer hunt. Like, uh, I don't want all that. We don't want the the stupid stuff that nobody really cares to see. Don't get me wrong. Some people eat that shit up, but at the end of the day, a lot of shows do that just to fill booth space. And we'd, I would rather have an empty booth or donate the damn booth to a nonprofit or, you know, whoever rather than fill it with something that most people don't want to see. I feel like that's, Mm -hmm cheating somebody out of their experience and that the experience at this show is something that's very near and dear to us. And we work really, really hard reaching out to people. And and honestly, just the thought alone that goes into it, the ideas we come up with, we spend every waking moment talking and thinking about this damn show. So it's important to us that when people come here they leave and they can't help but talk to other people about it they can't help but talk about how great it was and that was probably one of the most encouraging things i heard we listened to the podcast from uh parker mcdonald Mm -hmm. i think had like i think it might have been like uh lane and johnny stewart or something like that and they just talked about how it was the right group of people. And we're, you know, the mobile hunting community is a very small niche, but it's growing rapidly and it's growing rapidly for a reason. You know, it, it says right on the hunting beast gear website, right when you open it, mobility kills. And it does when you're mobile, you have a shot. And that doesn't mean that you can't do a, a preset or something, you know, things work too, but man, your odds skyrocket when you ambush a deer and you've not been in there and then you go in undetected and Mm -hmm. caught anything or hung anything up. So it's just really cool to hear the kind words, but not only the kind words to hear people voice what was in my head or Josh's head. You know what I mean? Like we thought of something and we thought, how cool would this be? And then somebody talked about how cool it was and had zero influence from, uh, you know, we didn't pay somebody to say that or anything like that. They just said it. And I'm like, yes, you get me. That's what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. So um, your experience is very important to us. And, and it that that really starts at the top. You know, we worked really hard last year and didn't get to enjoy as much of the show ourselves as a team. That'll change this year. We'll be out there with the crowd a lot more, uh, kind of mingling and, and trying stuff out ourselves. And um, <clears throat> another thing that's important to us is the vendors. We we invite these people here with their companies to bring their business and um, you know do business at our show. And we want their experience to be just as good as ours and just as good as our guests. You know, they're our guests too, and. We want those guys to to not only do great business, but have an amazing experience themselves. And it's one thing that we were talking about right before we hit the record button was how many stories we've heard where people have come to the show, talked to you know a saddle company, a stand company, whatever, 
and they leave with a sponsorship. You know, they're on a, a film team or something, and that is the coolest thing we could hear. You know, we've got company X, company Y, and company Z hooking up with, you know, dude A, B, and C where they've got somebody to help promote their products, and in turn, somebody's getting an actual deal out of it. They're not yeah. getting 9% off and all that stupid shit. They're, they're an actual, you know, I hate the word pro staff, but they're, they're on their team. They're a team member. It's really cool to hear. So just some of my thoughts, Josh. I was staring I was off into it. the void. No, no, no. I was, <laughs> I, I was in thought of like, okay, what else? important details about the shows that we that we need to go into before we get off on like was, other tangents he was zuckerberg wired in just now and <laughs> i just came and slammed his laptop on the desk <laughs> you wired in now no, no uh, just to your point yeah it's everyone that's at the show their experience is important to us the the vendors the guests everyone that comes it's very important to us that everyone has a good time. We want to basically, I mean, as close as we can get it to like deer camp vibes, right? Like you, you went with a bunch of buddies, had a good time, enjoyed yourselves. You learned a bunch and that's, you know, that's what we are going for. Um, even, even, you know, as, as these shows grow and get bigger and bigger, we still want to maintain that kind of, small deer camp vibe which which was what yep. we're really trying hard for mm -hmm. yeah uh um uh, before before i forget along with the show i know we talked a little bit about the structure of the show at each show we're also going to do um like a special event and that'll be for um the weekend experience uh, ticket holders media and vendors it'll be on those um, Friday nights, kind of like after the shows. Um, we're still hammering out details for the Southern show, but it's it's going to be something along the lines of of kind of like a social. Um, we're want to incorporate like live music and different things like that. So um, that'll be the special event for the South. And then, uh, do you guys want to get into the Northern show? We can break that down. Yeah, I talk about the see why we show. wouldn't. Okay. Uh, so giving you guys a rundown of the North show, like I did the South show show, man, Sally sells, she shells by the seashore. Easy for you to say. Uh, so giving you guys a rundown of the Northern show, like I did for the Southern show. Um, it is in late July in Kalamazoo, Michigan at the Kalamazoo County Expo Center. Um, for vendors, move-in day will be the will be July 27th. That is a Thursday. Um, July 28th. That is our our day for weekend experience uh, ticket holders, media pass holders, and that that'll take place on that Friday the 28th. General admission is Saturday the 29th, and then July 30th. That is the move-out day for all the vendors, um, and then the special event. For the Northern Show will be the Latitude Outdoors Film Festival. Um, that is something Latitude has been gracious enough to 
to sponsor the film festival. Um, they did that last year and we got lots of really good feedback on it. And so we were going to continue the film festival. Um, there's going to be lots of details coming out about that film festival over the next few months. Um, it's, it's going to be pretty awesome and, and much, bigger and better than last year. Yeah. Much bigger than last year. There's, we got lots of cool things down the pipe pipeline coming for that. Um, is there anything you want to hit on specifically for the film festival, Chris? Um, well, <clears throat> it's going to be big. If you saw mm -hmm. it last year, it was very amateur. Um, we let anybody enter, and on top of that, we had some damn amateur editing all the films together, and we NASCAR'd some TVs onto our climbing poles, <laughs> broke a TV. Um, it was a whole thing. We had so we went and just invested in like one of the nicer sound systems you could get at a retail store. Uh, super nice. Had audio issues. Whole nine, right? None of that this year. Um, Not a chance. We'll have yeah. proper AV equipment with people that are in charge of setting that up. Professionals who do this all the time. Um, we have professional, I can't stress this enough, very professional editors taking care of the videos. There will be a cut this year, and we don't know where that's going to be yet. But this will hit on the self-filmed and team film side. We'll probably have a short section. Um, but essentially, this is going to be pretty amazing. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not going to be like last year, and we appreciated last year. We appreciate everybody that got in last year. Um, but this year, it's going to be ramped up quite a bit. Uh, we had an idea. We kind of brought it to light. We figured out what we needed to do to make it better. And now we're going to do that. And that's all going to be because of and with the help from Latitude Outdoors. I don't like saying Latitude Outdoors because it's just, to me, it's just Latitude. But mm -hmm. I know their full name's Latitude Outdoors. It'll be the Latitude Film Festival. Um, it is, it is going to be phenomenal. That it is. That it is. Can't wait. Yep. Bigger prizes, um, much larger space for people to come watch it. Um, along those lines, uh, our our northern show, the the buildings we have two buildings for that one. Um, the north building is twenty four thousand square feet, and then the south building is twenty thousand square feet. So we have a total of forty four thousand square feet for that show. It's, Lots of space, guys. Come on, we up. got yeah. We got lots of space there. And then the film festival will probably take up a large portion of the South building. So the building that's 20,000 square feet. So, and we're, we're gonna, we're still working on how to structure it. Um, we may like, we may or may not do general public. If people want to come and just watch and experience it. Um, we're still working that in, um, but it, it's going to be a big, big show uh, we had for those that are paying attention to the mobile hunters expo facebook page we have had at least one guest speaker confirmed the mr dan infall yep 
that's Chris, Chris, you've been in contact with him. That's to me, it's an honor, right? Very humbled that he would want to come speak there. Uh, yeah. So I kind of made a little post last night talking a little bit about a, a story that kind of hit home for me and I'll, I'll go a little more in depth, but essentially I was turkey hunting with Luke and Pierce. Um, we're out in the hills and we're running through these cedar thickets and Pierce just like stops out of nowhere. He's like, this is that buck bedding that Infault, Dan Infault talks about. And I'm sitting there like, tell you, what's a Dan Infault? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, come on, man, we got, we got turkey birds gobbling. What are you doing? So we continue on then a little while later, you know, month or whatever down the road. Dan Infault gets brought up again, and he loans me these two DVDs. Um, I think the one was like farmland bedding, and the other was hill country bedding. And, dude, I watched those, and I couldn't get over my life. I thought about, uh, like, I just had so many things click, like, oh, that's why this happened, and that's why I saw this deer or didn't see this deer or whatever. And so I started following the hunting beast page and then kind of became buddies with one of the guys on their team a little bit. And he came down to hunt a couple of times, Joe Rentmeester, and then, um, you know, developed a little bit of a relationship with Dan. But I mean, Dan is also pulled in a thousand directions and has people contacting him all the time. So you know, I'd talk to him and then, you know, a year go by or whatever. And, um, probably didn't remember me, uh, you know, vaguely maybe like, Oh, I wonder if that's this guy. <laughs> but other than that, you know, I'm pretty, pretty forgettable guy. Um, and so I reached out to him a couple weeks ago and he was on board, but, you know, we both wanted to kind of discuss details and man, he confirmed and was all in and wants to help, you know, get the word out about the show and everything. And um, just had some great ideas for, for talking to people at the show and it's just all about it. So, it, you know, to have a guy, I mean, this is the godfather of buck bedding, hunting, you know, this beast style of hunting and uh, aggressive deer hunting tactics that mm -hmm. I, I love. And, I know he's hunted plenty of private land as we all have, but oh, it's so nice to have somebody who can go out and just deal on public and get it done with big deer. Um, and that guy, I think it's going to bring a lot to the show. Um, I really feel like people are going to learn so much by him being there. And, and we've got, we are going to have a hell of a lineup for both the Northern and Southern show. It's going to be cool as hell. And uh, I'm looking forward to what people have to say about it, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Yeah. It was very exciting. Just the people we're trying to, we're still waiting on confirmations, but it's the killer of the killers is, is what we're trying to bring. Yep. to to the masses so y'all be on the on the lookout on our pages when we make these announcements because i think uh i think people will be surprised 
honestly. I think uh, I think they'll be quite surprised. I think there's a reality that like other pe- the people are listening to right now is that you're hearing us talk about the Southern show and you're hearing us talk about the Northern show is that the speakers uh, are going to be different at each one of these shows. So, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a reality here too, that we're not discriminatory. You can come to both shows. You're going to see yeah. different stuff. You're going to see, you know, potentially, you know, Northern companies who didn't come to the Southern show or, you know, Southern companies who don't necessarily come to the Northern show. But definitely speaker wise, we know that they're going to be uh, there's going to be some differences there in terms of who who's talking and things like that. So you can come, you can learn, participate and ask plenty of questions and understand deer hunting and mobile hunting in general in a in a lot different light. Yeah. Like like I said earlier, right, we're, we're not trying to be those cookie cutter shows. We're not copy and paste. We got show in the south show in the north we're trying to cater it to the regions and you'll you'll have it's still going to be that same community deer camp vibe but it's going to be two awesome experiences where you get to kind of experience different things right um with that being like different speakers and, and and seminars and then you have the different special events at each show so um like i said we're, we're getting away from that that cookie cutter vibe that you know has been been within the shows for for a long time yep good deal i I think the reality is is that when you have people that love this as much as we do and are very passionate about it it's just you know it's like the man himself that retired today not to compare us to him or anything but when you love something you love him rick i don't i don't i don't i don't (laughs) i will not (laughs) who's the goat aaron Rodgers? no (laughs) yeah he's technically a girl i think um can't be saying that to some of those northerners that are gonna be at that show i don't know how anybody likes aaron Rodgers. Uh, Packers fans do. Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But when you love something that much, man, it's it's tough to stop it, and we're we're coming for it. Basically, we're we're on our way to to creating something that's that's pretty big and special and a great thing for so many people. And you know, the other thing that hits home for me. I talk with all these vendors all the time, all these companies that are a part of our show. I'm a very good relationship with nearly every single one. And we talk about business and how business is going and everything. And it's neat to see them all grow for the most part. Every single one hasn't just grown a little bit. They're exploding, Um, which they're, I mean, they're just like us. They're trying to grow what they're doing too. Right. So it's it's cool to see and it's cool to hear how prosperous things are during and or because of the expo you know that that's another point of it it's not just to give somebody you know the ability to try stuff i mean lots of these guys have these companies that are being ran out of their shed basement garage you know look at Kyle over at innovating the outdoors this dude's printing 3d stuff you know 3d plastics 
like in another room in his house. Like this guy, this guy doesn't have a giant million dollar company that he's doing this at. So it's just really, really exciting for me to see people grow and profit, you know, do good business. And then some of these companies link up at our show and lives change and they do business together and mm -hmm. collaborate. And it's, it is the coolest thing when you create something that's actually good. And I keep telling people it was kind of a strategy. I'm five, nine on a good day, two twenty. Ain't nothing like overly great looking about me. I'm not talented in any way. You got to stand out. Well, if you're just a good person that cares about things and loves something, you'll stand out a head taller than anybody else. And as they always say, you know, all my gym rat friends, you know, uh, hard work beats talent when talent won't work hard or something like that. Like that's the truth. You just, put something into it like that you put all your effort and energy into something you're going to get some love in return i think so it's a really yeah. cool thing to see good deal anything else on your minds guys thoughts feelings complaints i have a list of grievances <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to wait till festivus at the end of the year for that i'm sorry <laughs> You people are going to listen to me. <laughs> well, guys, I think we thoroughly covered both the shows and our excitement for both these things coming up. And we're excited to, as you as the listeners to, you know, be there with us. We, we want to meet you all. It's cool to have people come up to us and say, Hey, we heard you on the podcast. Um, we love interacting with the listeners. And like Chris said, people who showed up last year who, you know, just sit and talk and work with some of these companies and <clears throat> utilize their products, you know, you grow those relationships that way and you grow relationships through the hunting community this way. And this, this is one opportunity, two technical opportunities for you to be able to come and do that this year. So, yep. um, I feel like, so before I get into this though, we're going to do something. Closers are kind of outdated. We've started a new thing. I don't know if you listened to the last podcast or not. But no, I just ignored it. We're on, to, it. We're, on, <laughs> we're on to some new things. Weren't you asleep? Huh? Weren't no. you asleep? Oh, by the time you guys ended that one? Probably. Oh, I know you were asleep by the time we ended it. I would <laughs> bet money you were asleep by the time we started it. Yeah. We didn't start it until 9.50. Yeah, I still, I had work. That's that's my late night of work too, unfortunately. So, gotcha. So, instead of doing closers, I want to know from you. We heard from Josh, but we'll pretend like you're our guest tonight. Um, we're gonna ask the guest this each time. So, we'll ask you, what is your favorite thing? Favorite thing that you learned last year when it comes to hunting oh, my favorite thing that i learned last year when it comes to hunting my favorite thing so favorite thing <clears throat> and most useful thing are two different things right uh, that's why i said favorite i know i'm, I'm just clar <laughs> clarifying 
<laughs> clarifying because most useful thing I think uh, would have been making sure that uh, well, the most useful thing was me getting my bow, uh, my anchor spots uh, fixed correctly and being able to shoot my bow right. Uh, but my favorite thing that I, uh, I, I learned hunting last year. Man, that's a tough one. I, I can remember something you were pretty excited about. I mean, getting the monkey off my back and shooting that buck was, but that, that wasn't the favorite thing I learned. Yeah. Uh, what about the historical data patterns that you kind of figured out? I mean, that, that was a big piece. I mean, that, that, that might be, that might be the favorite because you, I could go back and track every buck that we had on camera and figure out exactly on the same winds that they came in every time. That's probably it, at least for that one piece of property for the, for that one piece of property. Um, the historical data for that, for that deer, for those deer, um, was probably my favorite piece that I learned because I can I can utilize that a hell of a lot more in the coming years specifically there, you know, and you know I, I I'm going to disagree. My fate my favorite thing my favorite thing that uh, that ha that I uh, I learned hunting last year was um, really that people whose first deer that. that you know, so my cousin Tony killed his first deer last year, but I would say my favorite thing that I learned was his just want for knowledge about, you know, hunting and experience in general and just being able to share that information with him, I think was really like the favorite thing that I, I learned. Cause I don't know that I necessarily had the awareness of it is like you, me and Josh have, uh, hunted the majority of our lives you know for someone who's an adult onset hunter it <laughs> was it was it was really cool and it was probably one of my favorite things that i learned and kind of just bring the awareness of like oh shit someone doesn't know what you know about this because they didn't have anybody to teach them and they're asking you to help understand these things just a little bit more or just to add on to their, you know, that their, their knowledge with this kind of stuff. And it's just simple things like, yeah. you know, this is a scrape. This is a rub. This typically happens under this. This is where you will find these things. And, you know, I guess just having that more awareness surrounding that kind of stuff, because we can't uh -huh. assume everybody has the same amount of knowledge. But the historical data thing was pretty sweet too. So, <laughs> funny you mentioned something about that. That was kind of what I was going to mention earlier. Um, my younger brother went with me and my son Cade tonight to a farm that we hunt. Um, I didn't get to hunt it this year, but there's some good deer there, whatever. And I figured I'd try to go put in a couple sits. <clears throat> Uh, this upcoming weekend since it's the last weekend, um, which is February something. I don't know what the date's going to be. What is it like <laughs> February 6th or 5th or whatever it is? I think, I think the 5th is the last yeah. day. 
it'll be over. It'll be over when everybody's listening to this. But um, he asked a question, and I, and anybody that knows me, I can't help but give him a a solid, in-depth answer. So we dumped corn. Uh, I prefer on a private farm if I can help it and I need it. Um, I'll throw out some corn at least to inventory and to also get the deer into a certain spot so that way I can study them and make sure I'm not going to shoot, you know, a young buck or a shed buck or whatever. So I wanted to take a doe or two this weekend. So that's what we're going to do. And it's easier. I mean, it, it is, especially with does. Uh, mature bucks, it's it's not. And I'll argue that with anybody, but it's not the case. My brother as we put this corn down and let my son play in it. He asks me what tree I would get in. And I couldn't just look over and say, well, I'd probably get in that one over there. I had to explain everything about it. And we're on this secondary ridge system that's coming from the um, southwest. So it's facing northeast. And this place is great in the late season. I'm telling him all this, right? I'm like, this sets up to where basically a buck can be bedded, you know, near the top third of this hill or the bottom third of the hill and shoot right across the road over by the river where all the ag is. And, you know, there's lots of cut cornfields down mm -hmm. there. Um, so I'll see these deer throughout the year, but man, late season, they are just stacked in here. And I didn't know it before. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's set up for north wind bedding. No shit. So I'm teaching him <laughs> this. And then I got into how I play my wind and thermals. I said, we're more than likely going to have a wind that's coming from that way. It's going to be blowing in this direction generally. So I will be up and over the majority of the deer. And if it's calm, we're on this ridge and the majority of the deer, especially the big bucks, come up from a ravine that is, you know, basically, you know, if we're looking down the ridge towards the river, it's on our left. And they always come up through there. And, you know, again, before I, they just did it. And I'm thinking, you know, oh, you can't see them as well. No, that works out to their favor. But they came up that damn ravine, that ditch, gully, whatever you want to call it, because from 200 yards away, they smelled everything above them and on this ridge because mm -hmm. all the thermals are dropping and dumping into these gullies, these ravines, and going the going with gravity, you know, going the way the water would flow. And so I just go over the crest to the right and let all my thermals carry my scent into that other ravine and i've had loads of deer sub 20 yards from me and they never have a clue and the whole time i'm sitting there waiting for them to just bust and they never do and then you know a year afterward or so i'm like oh no wonder they didn't smell me <laughs> i was smart and didn't know it so it was, it's really neat and and the coolest part of that it's always fun to talk about that stuff when you watch somebody's mind turn to jello 
you know, their mind just melts right in front of you and you can see <laughs> it. It's cool as hell. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, damn. So it's pretty cool. You feel like a damn shaman or something when you're talking <laughs> to somebody. <laughs> so, oh, I'm a wizard. So anyway, we say we close this out uh, just just so everybody is aware. There are so many more details to come with both of these shows. Lots on guest speakers, lots on raffle info. We will be releasing the vendor info. If you listen to this podcast, please hear me and respect when I say that we are not releasing a vendor list to anyone until the vendor list is final. Whether we're either sold out or you know whatever, we come to the decision that we've sold enough booths or what have you. We're not just going to put it out there, give it to one person and not the other. It's going to stay with us until it's final, and then we will release it to the general public. So, um, yes, we'll we'll announce some vendors from time to time, just to kind of you know, I don't want to say tease or anything like that, but just let every you know everybody know a few here and there that are coming, but. We're not going to release a full vendor list by any means until that is finalized. So, and that goes with the guest speakers and everything. We need everybody confirmed before we before we do that. So, yeah, because the the last thing you want to do is is put out any misinformation for yep. people, right? Because you could be like, oh, like let's go ahead and put this out, and then you know things happen. Someone might have to cancel for some reason or another. So. We don't want to put any misinformation out there. We want to make sure everyone is informed and informed the right way. And it's like, oh, this is what you're definitely getting when you come here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, All right. Along those lines, I would encourage anyone that's listening to this, if people are asking about the show, share this podcast with them. Um, Luke is over uh, a decent amount of the details that we can give out thus far. If you plan on being... If you plan on attending a show and you have questions, reach out to any of us, ask us questions. If you're in the media, if you have a YouTube or another podcast and you're interested in the media passes, reach out to us if you have questions. If you are if you happen to own a company and want to be a vendor, again, just, just reach out and, and ask those questions, right? We're more than happy to answer any questions. Heck yeah. Yep. Well, all yeah. right. Close us out, Rickles. This has been Fueled by the Outdoors. We've been your hosts, Rick Cates and Chris Leppert. And with our ever-present third wheel, Josh Luck. Guys, thanks for listening to us. And we hope to see you at both shows this year. And we hope to talk to you all very soon. Talk to you later, guys. Bye. See you. Bye.